It's September 25th, 2015, and 6.85 is upon us. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Johnny Niska. That's right, you didn't see that coming. Surprise! Yeah, I'm... Unless they read the podcast description, then they probably did see it. Shit. <laughs> you, you, you foiled me again. Um, yeah, well, I'm... I, I, I will foil you in the future, I haven't written it yet. Um, uh... Yeah, I'm here. I'm, uh, uh, even though I quit Dota, Colin has made me play at least a couple games, so I sort of know what's going on. And this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. Is it, though? <laughs> you got real bad at this while you were gone. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a guest now. You are. You are. <laughs> and you are here to help me dissect the patch notes in the pa- Dota patch 6.85. The new patch that just came out, like, 12 hours ago now, as of this recording? Uh, a little more than that, but not a lot. So, this this is just, like, this is just a balance patch. As they, as we had some inclinations that it were going to be, like, it, there, there's no new stuff here. It's just... Which is a bummer. Well, there's a little bit of new stuff, but not, like, new new stuff. The, the new stuff is like, oh shit, we need to rebalance this, so we need to come up with something new. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, we'll just jump into it. Like, the first thing, the first big obvious thing is that they've been nerfing a bunch of the, like, very successful current heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, that this includes a lot of the obvious ones, but there's a few that we would like to talk about specifically. Yeah. So Bounty Hunter um, track is now no longer provides an AOE vision. It track will only provide vision of the target, so you can't use track to scout as effectively, which is good because that was some horseshit. That, yeah, that was just like either. As a tracked person, you had the option of, like, either I am isolating myself, or I'm gonna show them where my team is. Mm-hmm. And I, I specifically, you know, it was it was like someone had a disease, right? Like, you saw someone was tracked, and you're like, no, get the fuck away yeah. from me. <laughs> Especially in pub games, that was really funny and really messed up. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm really glad it's gone. And also, track uh, grants less allied gold. I like bonus gold. It used to grant, you know, based on rank, 50, 100, or 150, and now it's 40, 80, or 120. Um, Which is that helps. Not, not a huge nerf, but it's like just a slight bump down to it. Yeah, I don't think... I think they like what Bounty Hunter has been doing. They just don't like how incredibly successful he's been at it. Yeah. They, they want him to stay in the role he's been doing. Um, I I wouldn't have minded a, a nerf to his track cooldown, but I'm if this is what we get, that's fine. Yeah, the, I I would expect more dramatic changes in the next patch. Mm-hmm. This this is the bad aid patch more than anything. So Bloodseeker got a much needed just like quality of life change. Uh, so thirst, um, which is you know his passive ability that gives him buffs based on the HP of heroes on the other team used to scale from 100% HP to 25% HP and now it's going to be from 75 to 25 and this means two things one 
it like at the same level of HP, Bloodseeker will get less of a buff. And two, there's sort of a buffer zone. Because it used to be like if you had any damage at all, you were already buffing Bloodseeker. And now there's a little window at the top of your HP bar where you can take damage and he doesn't instantly get stronger. As I recall, that was initially a change made in the previous meta when they changed him entirely and he wasn't good enough. And he's just so effective in the current meta that he doesn't need it anymore. Right. So he just took it away. And also, and also they changed uh, the Blood Rage healing. It used to be just a flat 25 on all ranks, and now it ramps up 19, 21, 23, 25, which seems appropriate. It, I'm not sure how much that one is going to matter, because 90% is still a huge amount to heal from punching a creep, but... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. less absurd, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and I think I think this is sort of like 6.85. I don't most of these changes don't feel super dramatic to me. Yeah. It's sort of like poking at it and seeing like is this enough? Will this work? And if not, they'll do more, you know? Mm. Because like Ice Frog said when he announced this patch, he was like we're going to do, you know, we want a bigger bigger more significant patch after the major. This is sort of an interim patch until the major because we don't want to shake things up too much right now. Yeah, expect the next one to be huge. Is what I'll say uh, after that. <laughs> so gyrocopter actually got uh, two nerfs. One of them is that uh, rocket barrage now does less damage. Good, because holy shit, not very much less. Like seriously, like one less damage per rocket. The to- if you do total like that's damage per second. So if you do total damage, it used to be two forty, three ninety, five forty, six ninety. Which Jesus, when you see those numbers, yeah. Right? The only reason it's not completely overpowered is that you can disrupt it by having more people around. Mm-hmm. And now the total damage is two ten, three sixty, five ten, six sixty. Like really not that no, big of a nerf. That's hmm. I, I, this is an Ice Frog thing where like he likes to do just tiny, tiny changes over time to mm-hmm. sort of spread out a change or like test the waters. Yeah, and I, 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 I appreciate his caution, but man, fuck that hero. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so therefore, we are happy to announce his second change, or see Valve announce his second change. Call down slow, no longer. Pierce's spell immunity, you know, specifically BKB. I have no idea why it ever did that. Yeah, I remember having a similar reaction when that was discovered, or when I first realized it did. So That's just <laughs> so gross. Yeah, it, it, glad glad to see that go. Yeah. It, it's not only um, is that really just really overpowered, it's also like, well... Why? This is just counterintuitive. Yeah. So Necro got some, uh, some, you know, buffs here and there to make up for the fact for the one huge nerf he gets that really just shatters his entire design. Heartstopper Aura no longer affects Ancient Creeps. Like, I don't even know, like, the only viable Necro build, Ancient's Necro, is no longer viable. How are we even supposed to play this hero? Nice job, Ice Frog. Right, okay, let's move on. Um, (laughs) 
Spirit Breaker's Great Bash now uses pseudo random chance. I this isn't really a a nerf to him. I, I this is almost a buff. It's a consistency thing. Instead of instead of the infamous seventeen percent, like not like it'll never happen, but Greater Bash was one of those things where either like sometimes it just you would you would go like an entire fight and it would just never happen, and sometimes you would go a fight and you'd get like seven bashes in a row. And now both and of now, those extremes are way less likely. Right, it just sort of levels it out. Yeah. Overall, the chance is the same. It's just going to be more consistent and reliable, which I think is a good thing. Hmm. Uh, Tusk got, uh, mostly he got a nerf. Um, Ice Shards got an increased mana cost. Snowball can't, uh, you can't, you can only delay for three seconds, not four seconds. And Frozen Sigil no longer goes through spell immunity. But they did actually make, uh, his Aghanim's upgrade, Walrus Kick, deal 200 damage, which means you won't be able to blink out of it, which, thank God. That was necessary, because I, I, yeah. otherwise it's like, why would I want that ability that just helps my opponent get away from me and escape? Yeah, I, I don't know if that makes that ability worthwhile, but it makes it not obviously trash. Like, I mean, it makes it useful. Does it make it Aghanim's investment useful. I yeah. sincerely doubt that, but, you know. I mean, there's potential with, you know, basically pulling an Earth Spirit, right? You snowball in, then you kick them back towards your team. Yeah, but... That could be really good in situations. Is that... I, I'm just not convinced it's gonna be good enough. Yeah, we don't know. Um, next hero on the chopping block was Undying. Um... Tombstone zombies hit less hard, but the main thing is that Tombstone is now like uh, Visage's uh, familiars. Instead of having an HP level, it just requires a specific number of attacks, and the number is based on rank 3, 4, 5, or 7 attacks from heroes, and from creeps. It's, I don't remember, it's something like 8, 10, whatever. It's, it's different. That nerf is... I mean, maybe this is just one of those immediate overreactions, but it seems like it makes Tombstone trash. I think you're overreacting. I think it makes Tombstone beatable. <laughs> Three attacks is so easy. Three attacks at, like, level two. Yeah. It's not that easy at level two. Not with a, uh, not with an Undying be- beating on you. Like, no. I mean... I just don't agree. And I mean, I think, like, when Visage got the familiar change, it was actually a buff for him. Because late game, you could kill a familiar in one hit. With Tombstone, I don't feel like that's the case because Tombstone had enough HP that that didn't tend to happen. And now heroes who have any kind of... who are who are attack speed based will just dissolve the Tombstone. Like, I, I, I just think this means that you're going to have to be smarter about when you place it. You can't just run in and automatically put it down. I mean, I think that's probably true. But I think that's a problem because he needs that. Like, his other... Like, if if he's in a situation where he can't use Tombstone, he can't fight. He can harass really well with his abilities, but without Tombstone, I don't think he's powerful enough to initiate and fight. 
and with Tombstone being, I mean, I'm not going to say like, it's just like, oh, it's so fragile now, but it's not, I don't feel like it's sturdy enough that you can rely on it. Tombstones on high ground will continue to be amazing. If you manage to get one on like a ward spot during a Roche fight, that will continue to be insanely good. I, but a tombstone placed on ground level seems like it's it seems like a problem now to me. Okay, like early game, like by the time you get to team fight, that's gonna be like five attacks. By the time you get to like by the time people attack fast, by the time carries attack fast, it's gonna be seven. So you're gonna have to to kill tombstone. You're gonna have to put a carry on it for seven attacks. Or focus the entire team on it, in which case, if you're doing that during a team fight, you, you still have the same problem that you have if you're trying to burst down a tombstone right now, which is, oh, your entire team is attacking the tombstone, what is the enemy team doing right now? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I, right. I don't think it's that bad. And uh, Soul Rip is now, basically, rest- restores those, like, hits instead of HP as well. Yeah, if, if you target on tombstone, specifically. Right. Uh, he also, they remade his Agony Scepter. It no longer buffs Flash Golem. It makes the K-Steel 10 strength instead of 4. So, his old Agony Scepter upgrade, I believe, upgraded Flesh Flesh Golem by, like, a 5% heal. Like, it was completely terrible. Yeah. This is really cool. This is a really nice This axe. This might be, like, I'm... It's gonna be useful. I'm not sure if it's going to be OP, but it's going to be good. <laughs> I think it is a no-brainer for an Undying who has the lead. Like, for an Undying who's been having a good game, it seems like a no-brainer yeah. pickup. If you're behind, maybe you want other things. But if you've been getting the fights you want, this just ensures... Like, I saw... I did manage to see a, a little clip of someone using this in a normal game from last night. And they were fighting three people, and their HP was just going down, 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 and they'd land a two-man Aghanim's Decay, and their HP would jump by, like, 500. And it was just amazing to watch. Yeah, it, it seems terrifying. Don't don't let an Undying get an early Ags. Oh, it's so good. Don't let Undying um, get an early Ags. Pro- probably don't do that. Yeah. Storm Spirits! But... Yes, the man who needed nerfs most of all. Static Remnant's mana cost is now always 100, which is what's on rank 4 earlier. It used to be going mm-hmm. from 70 to 100, now it's just 100. Um, the unobstructed vision radius is reduced by 200 units, from 800 to 600. Not huge, it but help, like, helps make, him, makes, make that less useful. And mm-hmm. the big thing... Ball lightning based mana cost increased from fifteen point seven percent to thirty plus eight percent. That's gonna not matter a lot in late game because at that point, like, what's fifteen mana here or there? But like, it's gonna not let him do as much ball lightning abuse in the early mid game. Mm-hmm. These, I mean, all of these changes. Well, okay, remnant maybe not as much, but generally speaking, it looks like the design with storm spirit is to make it harder for him to snowball because. Once he's thing, once he's snowballing, he's still gonna get going, but it's gonna be harder for him to start. Mm-hmm. And in six point eight four, it was pretty hard to stop him from snowballing. Yeah, he was like like 
it's like he was harder to stop than an anti-mage and more useful mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I am not entirely convinced that these nerfs will be enough, but I it's movement in the right direction and I want to see how it plays out. Yeah, uh, and they are being careful with this patch. Let's be clear. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. It is obvious throughout the entire patch notes. They are being careful with most of these. Also mm-hmm. affecting Storm Spirit, affecting other heroes as well, but largely Storm Spirit, is the changes they've made to Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. Restore bone time reduction, reduced from 4 per charge to 3 per charge. Bloodstone no longer reduces gold lost on death. Bloodstone no longer grants Vision's last experience where its owner died. Thank you. That's that's <laughs> removing like half of the effects on Bloodstone. And some of those effects we're removing here are cool. Like I I think there's cool stuff there that is being lost. It's fucking worth it. <laughs> Nerf think, the Bloodstone. I think, I think they're cool mechanics to have. I think having them all on one item is really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I I was speaking to a to a guy I know who plays a lot more Dota than me, and I was describing Bloodstone as that thing that gives you so much uh, uh, so much uh, mana regen when you have stacks on it, and it gives you, like, just just makes respawn faster, and he's like, oh, you mean the item that makes you gain levels even when you die during a teamfight? Mm-hmm. Because that's the defining thing about it, really, from a, like, higher skill level <laughs> and that's no longer a thing i don't know that maybe maybe for that particular player the defining thing as i see it is like is something that isn't touched here which is that you get mana regen that scales with charges like a storm spirit with max bloodstone charges is almost unstoppable yeah like and that is the defining thing that is, like that is the defining thing for storm spirit like, for the item in general, not so much. Well, I mean, for Lashrak, it is. For a lot of heroes that require a ton of mana, I think it is. But I guess for for anyone but those, like, mana battery heroes, yeah, I can see what you mean. And now it's like, I'm, I'm almost gonna expect them to introduce those, reintroduce those mechanics in the form of a different item at some point in the future. But for now, that's mm. gone. So that's basically it for like there are other so i'll go ahead and mention there are going to be a lot of little changes that we're not going to talk about or maybe even some changes that are kind of big but just not interesting to talk about that's it for the nerfs that we want to discuss i want to get into an exciting change terror blade terror blade so he's been removed from captain's mode temporarily while we see how these changes shake out because boy they are crazy um I gotta go from like most impressive, least impressive to most impressive, just to make this simple for us. Um, first off, Metamorphosis now is a 900 range aura that affects his illusions. So basically, if he's in Metamorphosis, illusions near him will turn into Metamorphosis, and if he walks away, they'll revert. So basically, um, you're no longer going to be doing weird shit with like timing illusion cooldowns so that you can get Metamorphosis yeah. illusions later. And yeah, it, this is better. It's a quality this of is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just less nonsense. Um, Sunder uh, has greater range. It's from 325 to 550, which is pretty good. Bang fuck. Um, 
but the minimum health threshold has been increased from 20% to 25%. I am okay with that. Change. As a yeah. person who likes Terrorblade a lot, that is worth trading for the cast range. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Uh, Conjure Illusion. Uh, the illusions it creates are now known as illusions, similar to Wall of Replica. Like, they don't they don't look like Terrorblade. They look weird. Also, the cast point is now 0.15, so it's, like, almost instant. Yeah, it used to be a half second, and now it is nearly instant. But the really interesting one is what they've done to Reflection. Uh, Reflection used to be a targeted ability that, you know, creates a sort of, like, ghostly illusion of the enemy hero that sort of attacks them, slowing them. Now it's, um... I don't know how to describe its targeting... When you hit the button, it scans for enemy heroes within a 900 AoE of you that you can see. It won't affect invisible people. It won't affect people in Fog of War. Well, unless you have detection of the invisible people, of course. Um, so it scans for heroes within 900, and it will create reflections of all of them. The cooldown has been rescaled. Um, it used to be 22 to 18 to 14 to 10, and now it's 22, 20, 18, 16. And also the movement speed and attack slow have been reduced from 60% to 25%. Because applying that to an entire, an entire team would be beyond monstrous. But I will point out, one thing they didn't change is reflection damage. Yep. It still does go 40%, 60%, 80%, 100%. You can, at level 4, press Q in a team fight and create illusions of an entire enemy team, including their illusions that do exactly as much damage as they do that start hitting them and that they cannot kill. How long is the duration of this? That's a good question. Let me check real quick because I don't know off the top of my head. Um, we did play a game last night. We just played a little bot game trying out some of the new changes. And it's really gross. <laughs> it's really fun. It's really gross. I can imagine it being... Um, Ways really strong. So the duration is two point is it's it scales two point five seconds three point five four point five five point five five point five seconds of being attacked by like that's gonna melt Karis. <laughs> it's very good. Also, you're not gonna outrun these things. Illusions have five hundred and twenty two movement speed, which is the normal cap, and they have free pathing. You cannot escape them. Yeah. Unless you're Bloodseeker. They won't attack you if you turn invisible, but... Turn invisible it's... or be Bloodseeker. That's the advice. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. It's an amazing... Like, it does a lot of things for Terrorblade. One, it gives him some incredible teamfight presence. Which, he's had none. That's why he's been so bad lately. And the other thing is he's so squishy. Like, he's really easy to gank. He always has been. Mm. And this is a really great reaction to being jumped. It's a huge... It's a, You know, it's a 25% movement speed slow on their entire team. And they're getting... And it's attack speed slow as well. And they're taking damage from their own illusions. So you just... You know, you press that when people are running in. And you have time to escape. It's okay if you're being attacked by that alone. Like, it's... The slow is slight enough that you might still just be fucked, but if you're with a team and they are initiating on your team and you are able to get that out as they are starting the fight, like, that's gonna be huge counter-initiation. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I think the short version is that we absolutely love this. Yes. This is fantastic, and I I don't think it's too good. I, I, like, it's, it's really too early to say, I guess, but Terrorblade was so fucked. <laughs> this, this is a really interesting change. It gives him something that nobody else can do. Yeah. And it it just feels good. Like, playing that, that is a good feeling ability. And Reflection was always like, if there was one ability that didn't really fit into his skill set, it felt like it was that one. Yeah. Like, that, having that targeted debuff felt weird for him. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a thing anymore. So, great. So, they're trying to fix Oracle. Yeah... They've done a bunch of stuff. They've uh, reduced the cast time on fortunes and rescale damage, increased radius, uh, increased range, decreased cooldowns. Basically, the so the TLDR for fortunes end is that it is no longer nearly as useful as a magic damage nuke. It used to like between that. And uh, purifying flames. You had the the EQE little magic combo that did. I believe it was nine hundred and fifty magical damage. I might be slightly off of my numbers, but like before magical resistance, you just had just bam that much damage, and you could do it like every ten seconds. Um, now it's more like it's better for the control side of it than it is for the magic damage side of it, which is fair. But I'm going to kind of miss that. I would like to note that it now deals more damage at level 1 than it did before. Right, but every level thereafter it does not. Yeah, I just think it that's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, it's, lo- it's it's level 1 damage was such trash. Yeah, it, it was it hilarious was. how bad it was. It was. Um, um, so. Fate's Edict no longer amplifies incoming non-magical damage. Another move to make Oracle, like... One kind of less ridiculous, but also just Fate's Edict was easily Oracle's most complicated ability. It just had so much going on. And oh, also, Fate's Edict is now purgeable, which it used to be only purgeable by Oracle, which was really weird. Um, the the thing they're doing a lot of things to make Oracle more reasonable and. That's admirable, but also his unreasonableness was so much of what he was. I think you can still, like... I feel like there were two parts of what Oracle was, to me. Um, One part of it was his, his unreasonableness, absolutely, and the other part was the way that all of his abilities interacted. And that part has been preserved. And I think that's just going to be his thing. Like, it is it is kind of a bummer that we're going to lose just some of the weird insanity that he could pull off, right? Yeah. Like, I remember I played a game against a really fed split-pushing Oracle back before the change to his ultimate, where it used to make him invisible. And that guy bought a heart. And he would just, like, he would split-push, and as soon as he got called out, he would hit that ultimate turn invisible, run really fast because he got some... I don't remember exactly what he bought, but he bought a bunch of items that boosted his movement speed and a heart. 
it as if you did not manage to kill him outright he hit invisibility he ran away his heart because of the boosted healing from from his ultimate healed him insanely quickly and then he was back at it in like 15 seconds that sounds really stupid and like it shouldn't work <laughs> right no it was real dumb um um and it doesn't anymore it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And it's sort of like, that's the, that's the kind of weirdness that they're getting rid of. And it was kind of magical, but also, like, it wasn't... He was never going to get in a captain's mode like that. And, like, honestly, the only... Like, as he is now, I think he's probably still too crazy. It's just that people don't really know what to do with him. He has a very high uh-huh. skill cap. Yeah. So, Outworld Devourer got a few changes. Um, so, first off, he now uh, has better strength gain, which, yeah, he could use a little help. That hero is not, not where he needs to be. That's quite, um, that's quite a significant increase in strength gain as well. Yeah, it's from 1.85 to 2.3. That's pretty big. Um so Sanity's Eclipse got a series of changes um, first off the cast range is now always 700 instead of scaling to 700 um, and the cast range isn't inclu- increased with Aghanims anymore um, the mana loss that Sanity's Eclipse can do no longer pierces uh, spell immunity um, because the damage never did so it didn't make sense that the mana loss did um, yep. so the way Sanity's Eclipse used to work was if OD had more intelligence than you, it did damage. If he had, like, close to the same intelligence of you as you, it removed 75% of your mana, your current mana. Um, and then if, he, if you had quite a bit more than him, it did nothing. Hmm. Now, it will always remove 40% mana from, like, 40% of your maximum mana. Hmm. And it will also do the damage if you're over the threshold. So it will always do something, and if you are over the threshold, you will do damage and remove mana. So that's a buff. It's like he works even... His ultimate doesn't just turn off when he's doing badly. Right. It doesn't fix the issue of his ags not being very good. Yeah, it seems like this is also a nerf to his ags. Yeah... And that's not what his ags needed for sure. Like, I think they're so his, okay the... with that. Like, I think, I think that Ice Frog is okay with being like, you know, there can be ags that aren't very good right now. But OD needs the help. OD is not like the strength gain is good, but that's not going to push him into the meta. And the mana thing, I mean, that'll help, but I don't know that that will push him into the meta either. He needs, he, he needs a huge lead to do the damage he needs to as a carry. Hmm. That... And, like, his ags, like, the way his ags works is that when he hits you with his ultimate afterwards, you're put into Astral Prison. Astral Prison lasts long enough and does no damage that you could, when it ends, immediately blink. Which means it's not, like, everyone was like, oh man, this is great, you hit people with that ult, and then your team groups up and you can, you know land some big, you know, like, Ravage or, you know, Black Hole or whatever as they come out. No, you totally can't. They just blink away. Depends on who they are and what items they have, obviously. Sure, sure. But I... Any serious team is going to have at least one person who has a blink, I think. Yeah. 
And it's just like, wh- why would you not have it not disable blink? I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I. it definitely needs a rework. We've talked about before how it's a problem that so much of Dota revolves around does this how does this interact with blink yeah but that's where we are and they need to work with that with the ags yeah definitely so um so johnny wasn't convinced that this one was a big change but i i saw a little demonstration and i was convinced uh lion's uh finger death uh, uh agonim's upgrade has a bigger aoe now it used to be 200 now it's 300 and seeing that used, seeing how big that AoE is in practice, combined with the 30-second cooldown that thing has, I think it makes Lion an extremely effective magic DPS character hmm. in the late game. Not much more to say about it than that, but I think... I mean, it's certainly a buff. I think that is finally like, worth buying. Uh, how... We'll have to wait and see how it does in practice, but it's certainly a buff. Mm-hmm. So this, we I guess we have to mention one of the lower down changes to talk about this next one. Uh, Siege creeps now behave like normal creeps for spells. Uh, they have eighty percent magic resistance, which means they'll take less damage. But you can target catapults now with spells. With spells, and specifically for Lich, I think that's really interesting because that means that you can cast sacrifice on a catapult. Also, basically, punch is useless now. <laughs> yeah, no, delete hero from game. Um, uh, yeah, punch can catapults. It looks fun. Yeah, and also Marana can arrow catapults, which neither of those heroes are going to be very happy about that. Um, but also, uh, Sacrifice no longer splits experience with enemies within range. So Lich just became a really great lane bully. Yep! <laughs> I really like yep. that change. Lich, yep, yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so and like, so with a with a lich who has a couple of points in sacrifice, you just have such amazing lane equilibrium control. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, with Batrider, uh, Ice Frog is continuing his trend of trying to make Flame Break less bursty and more. I don't know. Like, I. Originally, Flame Break was just a burst of damage, right? You threw it, it yeah. hit, it did damage. And then he changed it to be uh, damage over time. And now it's damage over even more time. Yeah. The individual ticks do less damage, but cumulati- cumulatively it does more. Like, is this, is this a flavor change? Is this like, no, he's a guy who's like setting people on fire and putting oil everywhere and stuff. Like, it, it's... It, is that what this is? It partially is, I think. It's also a way to try and make Sticky Napalm matter more, because Sticky Napalm counts per tick. That's true. So, like, that, if you have full stacks of Sticky Napalm on someone, Flame Break is significantly more damage overall now. But also, like, I don't know, I just don't think he thought having just a straight-up magical nuke on Batrider was interesting. Yeah, well... I'll agree with that. I think this this is cool. I, it kind of bums me out because of the way I I tried to use flame break. Like I used flame break because it has a great cast range. I would use it to snipe someone who is getting away, and it's not very good for that. It hasn't been for a while, mm. but I just need to change the way that I use it. Tough luck. Um, 
They did, however, give Batrider an Aghanim's upgrade, which is Lasso will now grab another hero within 400 range, which, you know, the, the secondary target is tethered to the first, and also Lasso will deal 100 damage per second. And like all of Batrider's abilities, that will be buffed by Sticky Napalm. You mean like having a flaming lasso attached to your body might hurt? He's it's gotten hot enough for that technology. Yes, I. <laughs> I don't think this is. I think what like they they've been throwing out a lot of eggs lately, and I think they're just like experimenting with that. Batrider's problem, in my opinion is how much money he needs to be effective. You need a Blink Dagger, you probably need a Force Staff to make Batrider do his thing. That's 4,000 gold that you need to do your job. Yeah. And I think any change to Batrider that doesn't address that problem is a waste of my time. Well... <laughs> that was harsher than I expected. Okay, uh, <laughs> I I am pissed off at what Ash Fro- Ice Frog has done to Batrider. Frankly, I see. I'm, um, yeah, hmm. yeah. The fun one, Phantom Assassin. So first off, Blur no longer has a delay. The icon, the Blur will just come and go as it does. Um. Stifling Dagger now applies your attacks on hit effects. Now, Johnny, tell me what you think this means. It means that, for instance, if you have Desolator, it will apply Desolator. Okay. If you have anything else that applies on hit, it will apply that as well? Not exactly. Okay. So... It's really complicated. I see. First off, it will apply a lot of those things, like you said. Um, there are some that don't quite work like maybe they should. Hmm. There is... The way that this works mechanically is that they added an extra hit to Stifling Dagger. When you do Stifling Dagger, it does the normal hit, and it also does an attack that does less than one damage, but is considered an auto-attack. That seems like a really clunky way to make this do things. And the way it affects things is super bizarre. So, okay, there are a couple of things. One, sometimes it will crit, like you'll see the text, you'll see the the red crit text, and it'll say like 7,000 damage. And it won't do that damage. It will fake crit sometimes now. That seems like a bug. Probably. That will probably be fixed. There is also an effect where it will cleave. If you have a Battle Fury, for instance. Only it doesn't cleave on the dagger, it cleaves on PA. If you throw a dagger at someone and it hits, a cleave issues out from PA in the direction of her target. Colin, I'm gonna say this. This seems mm-hmm. broken, and not like this is OP broken. This seems like it's like someone didn't code this correctly. I think you're right. You know what else happens? No. If you hit Shadowblade or Silver Edge while the dagger is in the air, 
it will add that damage to the hit number, but not actually to the damage. It will be another fake crit type effect. Will you... Could you get break with that? No. Unfortunately, you cannot. It seems like you would be able to... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> seems like you should be able to. Yeah, like, the, the way it reads, you should. there should be a way to get make, get that to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, this seems well, weird. <laughs> but but I'm, not, I'm not done. It gets better. If you throw a dagger at someone who has Lotus Orb on, when the dagger is reflected, it will apply their unique attacks, including orb-type abilities. Sometimes. Some do not. Like, Enchantress's Impetus doesn't work. But, like... Enchantress's Impetus is uh, an ability, so that makes sense. Yes. But, like, Void can get a bash off of the dagger when he reflects it. Since it's a passive, yeah, that makes sense. Jakiro can get Liquid Fire. Also passive? Makes sense. Walrus Punch will happen, but it just does the... Like, the dagger will hit you, you'll fly into the air, it will say Walrus Punch, but you'll take no extra damage. Because, yep. This ability is so broken. Like, who... It's so broken. Why did you... Did you playtest this? (laughs) No, I'm read. I... I, Someone did, and wrote a very extensive summary of all of its interactions, and it is so fascinating. No, but I meant, like, did Valve playtest this? Oh, I see. Valve, what are you doing? Johnny, Phantom Lancer, it will create illusions. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it can greater bash. It, with Lotus Orb, because Lotus Orb is already the dumbest thing in the game. Yeah, okay. It's it's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yep. Um, so I imagine that there's going to be a lot, like, I like the idea. I don't know how the hell they coded this, but it must be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> when they fix it so it actually works, then we'll see how crazy it actually is, because I imagine that it's gonna need some balancing even then. But, mm-hmm. like, this is... If if this is intentional, then I don't... Like, I can't imagine that what is currently happening with it is intentional. Yeah. It's... That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love how broken that is. Um, Omni Knight uh, right. has purification cast point reduced from 0.4 to 0.24 seconds. 25. 25, yes. Not 0.24. <laughs> it feels so good. I booted up a bot game and just started throwing purification around, and it feels so good now. It, yeah, it's been so slow, and now it's gonna be ah, uh, just oh yes. It just feels like a normal spell. He just like he doesn't like stand there and think about it, and then swing his arm down in the spell cast. He just does it. It's great. Yeah. I can't believe Overmap. that I'm sharing for a Omni Knight buff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ogre Magi can now cast Bloodlust on towers. That is, I love it. Perfect. Also, also, he can cast it on barracks if the tier 3 tower is dead. That doesn't really do anything, they just sort of grow in size. <laughs> yes, okay. F- yeah. Sure. Uh, and now we get into item changes. That's it for the hero changes we really wanted to discuss. Um, well, there's one more thing that isn't an item change. Oh, Siege creeps! Right. Siege creeps well, now actually, behave what... like normal lane, lane creeps for spell targeting rules, and they have eighty percent magic resistance. Yeah, but we talked about that earlier. Did we? Yeah. 
when we talk about Lich, remember? Stop reordering things, Colin. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we also have one other change that is not items, but that's at the very end. We'll get to that. Oh, right, right. Um, so, Town Portal Scroll now costs 75 gold instead of 100. Yep. Like, they just they just keep bringing it down. It's like... Clearly... Clearly, they just want people to be more mobile than they are currently. I actually, like, I'm thinking about it now, and I actually don't know if I like this change. I mean, like, as a support who spends a lot of gold on TPs going everywhere, supporting everywhere, I'm okay with it. I mean, it'll make things easier for you, but I, I don't think 100 gold is an unreasonable price to ask. I don't think that at all. I don't know. Maybe this is just I've gotten too used to 100 gold. It used to be 125, and before that, I'm sure it was more expensive. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with this. Like, as long as you have to pay uh, an inventory slot to have it, I'm okay with that. With basically, like, I'd be okay with it being free. I would absolutely not, because then there'd be no reason not to carry 99 at all times. I mean, like, the way I play, I always make sure that I have, like, three on me. (laughs) Right, but that's an investment. You are choosing to do that. Yeah, I guess. And the cheaper it gets, the less of a decision it becomes, and I think that's not interesting. Um, Glimmer Cape got a lot of nerfs, which was justified. Um, Fade time is is a little bit slower. You can purge Glimmer Cape. The magic resistance is reduced from 55 to 45. The cast range is reduced from 800 or 900 to 800. Mana cost... It's actually oh, mana reduced. cost was reduced. That's actually a buff. But the, um, importantly, Glimmer visual effect on the initial cast is now more obvious. Which, yeah, you... Yes. You know what's happening now. Congratulations. Yeah. And incidentally, Dust of Appearance now has a cooldown of 30 seconds instead of 60. So if you see that initial cast of Glimmer Cape, you're likely going to you're more likely to be able to do something about I it. I am so happy about this. Like there are so so like playing against Rikis and bounty hunters and shit. It's like, oh, he's in the periphery. Dust him and then he runs away and then he comes back and it's like, nope, my dust is on cooldown. Yeah, like you're like you're chasing Ricky and you dust him and he doesn't even, like, okay, if he purges it, that's a bummer for you. But even if he doesn't, the debuff will wear off before you can use Dust again. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's how it should be. I, I think it costs um, enough gold that, like, but I guess then you can start buying it on carries, so it's a balancing act, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> our final change, Johnny. Or changes, perhaps. This is probably the biggest one in the patch. Techies. Techies' uh, complete purpose, or not complete purpose, but Techies has been reworked using relatively small changes, but basically Techies' mines are no longer triggered when destroyed, so you won't just, like, blow yourself up when destroying remote mines. Um... Tekis Mines can be destroyed using Quelling Blade or ba- Battle Fury. Tekis Mines provide 10 gold for destroying them. 
so remotes are much, much less of a problem now. But yeah, landmines cooldown and mana cost reduced by fifty percent. Landmines damage reduced by fifty percent. Landmines no longer have a max count. Landmines and status uh, traps no longer block neutral spawns, which that seems like a nerf, but that's gonna let you do some crazy shit with like not giving away that they're mines there. And well, and and also, I mean, if you're in a pinch, you can get some really good jungle farm with techies without even being there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, you get a hero kill and a bunch of neutrals. <laughs> uh, the, Landmines no longer stack exactly on top of each other's. So there's a that's a bunch of different changes, but basically the big ones are cooldown and mana cost reduced by fifty percent. Landmines no longer have a max count. Well, I would say also like all the changes around dewarding them are gigantic. Yes, I meant specifically for the landmines ones. Okay, yeah, um, those are the big ones for landmines. Like there is, yeah having no max count on landmines makes landmines like there was a point in the game where you basically only really wanted remote mines and stasis traps yeah landmines like you cast them whenever but they weren't really that useful to you anymore they were the thing that you added to your heap of mines when everything else was on cooldown because why not right but given that they're now unlimited and they never time out you can create some real nightmare mazes Um, yeah and that's beautiful (laughs) and it's like Time will tell how powerful this is in practice, but this is less. This is the one change in this patch that isn't so much a balance change. I mean, it is in part, but this is a design change. They are saying mm-hmm. we no longer want techies to just spam remotes everywhere. We want techies to create le- minefields where yeah. it's just like you're going to be really scared to walk anywhere or like walking where techies has been, been allowed to be on this start is going to fucking hurt. And also the no longer exactly no longer stack exactly on top of each other thing. Yeah, that's partially getting rid of like the instant kill. Yeah, meta like you can stack them really close now, but there is still a delay in the explosions. If you're walking carefully, it is possible to set off one mine stop and turn around without setting off the next. Yeah. and it was possible to create stacks that were just like no, the, the hitboxes exactly overlap so that you trigger five mines at once and you're just yeah. dead. I don't think that was a thing you could even do in Warcraft 3, so hmm. this is more a return. I, I believe so. I'm not 100%, so... But the changes to dewarding are so huge. Like, the bounty is gigantic, of course. The bounty is good. I think the biggest thing is that uh, remotes will no longer just trigger when you destroy them. Because... that's. I mean, I, I think that, like... Well, okay, that that change is big because, like, the change that I like is being able to destroy them with Quelling Blade or Battle Fury, but, like, without the without the no longer trigger when destroyed, that wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, like, so I like Earthshaker. This is the thing that is known about me. I remember one game I played against the Techies where we had all melee heroes. And we were kicking the other team's asses, but we would find patches of mines, and we would just sit there and stare at them and go, like, well, what do we do, guys? <laughs> I've This is still, like, honestly, if you have a team full of melee, only melee heroes, you are still going to lose against the Tekkis. I don't... I mean, we won that fight. You won... Like, okay, whatever. What? Yeah. 
I outplayed the shit out of that techies, man. <laughs> okay, you're still gonna be have a problem because it's like, yes. sure, you can walk up and and punch a remote mine. You still can't walk up and punch landmines. But you don't need to. Yes, you the can quelling blade them no. with a cooldown. That's gonna take forever. I mean, the cooldown is like four seconds, and the range on that thing is pretty good. I think you're overselling it a bit. I've, I, I think you're underestimating how many landmines Techies is, is gonna have be able to have up with the cooldown and mana cost reduction. I think that it won't like. It will not be as easy as it is for a ranged hero. Like, you can't just, like, okay, let me just go to town dewarding. I think you'll have to be more selective with dewarding. You can't just deward every mine you see because you won't have time. But you can get the ones out of the way of where you need to go. Sure. It, it's just, like, if you try to de... It's like, you're gonna be standing within vision and you're gonna be, like... It, it seems yeah. dangerous. It seems dangerous. It seems appropriately dangerous. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But it's yeah, <laughs> I I I like this change in direction. I don't know if it's powerful enough. We'll see about that. But I like the change in direction. Mm-hmm. As much as I enjoy and the craziness that Tekis has brought, like at some point, it's it needs to be calmed down. Yeah, it needs to be more <sighs> less binary. I guess. Mm. But that is 6.85. Um, there are more patch changes. Um, some minor, some pretty big that, as I, as I say, we just didn't find as interesting. You can find them at dota2.com slash 685. Um, we'll have another normal episode of Bottle Crow next week. Uh, I, I imagine Johnny won't be on it. Probably not. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Next time there's another patch, hopefully we can rope him back in. Um, no promises, though. We'll see what He's happens. He's a busy man. We'll see what He's happens. He's a busy man. That That's um, really not true, Colin. You should really just have played along. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us. Um, Bottle Crow is a member of the Scanline Media net network we we're, we're scanlinemedia.com is the site that we're based out of we do video game news and criticism and we actually just launched a patreon um so if you love what we do you can or just like what we do either way you can uh, support us it's patreon.com slash scanline media um we're on itunes you can give us a review or a rating or tell your friends about us those things really help us spread because we're really it's the only way we have of expanding our audience. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, at BottleCrow. Our email address, if you have any questions or comments, is BottleCrowPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, big thanks to Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which is our intro and outro for this podcast. And I think I, think I actually got everything that time, John. Yeah, I think you did. Wow, that was pretty good. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.